and welcome to another MTD podcast. It's Friday, uh, it's six o'clock, and this is when this podcast is released every week on the road with MTD CNC, where I'm uh, generally joined by guests as I am today, and we talk about everything we've been up to in the last couple of weeks. Uh, this is the first week back actually of this show. I've been away on holiday for two weeks, um, and I'm pleased to actually be doing this on site today at Hella. Uh, here in Redditch, and we're going to talk a lot about this f- uh, facility and the machines because um, I'm with uh, not only Carl Creamer from MTD CNC. Hi, Carl. I'm also with David Evans from uh, Heller here in uh, the UK. Uh, a man I think that's been working for the company for about 34 years. Would that be right? Absolutely, 34 years. Bang on the money. Do they get quicker every year? Do the years go faster? They certainly do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I just come back from holiday. As I said, this is the first uh, on the road for a couple of weeks. I've just come back from Portugal. We just mentioned before this, uh, you've been there, David, haven't you? I have been there, yes. I've been to Albufeira, beautiful part of the world. Absolutely. Do you play golf? Uh, very badly, yes. Yeah. Did you play golf while you were there? I didn't, actually, no. That no. was before I took up golf. They've got some yeah. fantastic courses over there, but one of the things you mentioned as well, and I've got to say, have you ever been there, Carl? Uh, mate of mine, retired fireman, bought a place out there on a golf course. I don't particularly play golf, but I caddied and we had a... Had a, a good week there. Yeah, isn't yeah. isn't golf the same as ice hockey though? Isn't it? It's, just, it's, 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 it's a stick. Isn't it's it? easier. Golf, you stood still. You're not on skates. You can. You're supposed to keep your eye on the ball, which you can't do with an ice hockey puck. I, I found hitting the ball a lot easier than hitting a, an ice hockey puck. For sure. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, wow. <laughs> uh, but the the fish that you can get over there as well. It's just unbelievable. Mouth watering, isn't it? Absolutely gorgeous. We were talking about the wines that you can have as well, the, yes. the white wine, and how how easy it is to just devour a whole bottle when you're when you're in the company of these uh, these fish. And the, the red snapper was one of our favourites while we were over there. Anyway, it's digressing a little bit, but um, no, it's good to be back. And uh, up and coming in today's show, we're going to be talking about several things, including Hella here in the UK. We're going to be talking about where we've been or where the guys have been in the last couple of weeks, which includes uh, visits to Citizen, uh, visits to Rydell, an engineering company, MJ Allen. We've had GOM in the studio doing technical corners. Uh, we've also been at a, um, an Aston Martin uh, refurbishing uh, company called Acuri Bertelli uh, with Haas. We've been at Quick Grind, um, Renovo, loads of places we've been. But before we get onto some of those, um, David, walking around here today, uh, one of the uh, very few manufacturers of machine tools here in the country, aren't you? You've, tell, us, are. tell us about where we're sitting, how, how big it is, and, and what happens here in Redditch. So we're sitting in Redditch itself. We're sitting in Moon's Moat. We are in a factory that is about 16,000 square feet in size. It's divided up into four bays, and we are sat in one of the bays where we have a flow line system assembling state-of-the-art four- and five-axis CNC machining centres. So how many machines would go through here, uh, let's say, in a year? And, and what markets are you, you servicing geographically? Are you distributing these around the world? Yes, we are distributing them around the world. The machine volume itself, we're looking at around about 200 and 220 per year, but we are now focusing our attention on getting that increased to an output of around 300 machines per year. Okay. And, and, and they go all over the world, as we say. So what's, what's the reason for the increase in demand then? What have you done here to, uh, to attract more customers? What's good about the machines? So we produce four and five axis machines, as I said before. Um, our five axis machine is a relatively new product. 
we're aiming it very hard at the aerospace industry, mold and dye industries, and we believe that we can penetrate more market uh, sales with that new product. It's a five-axis machine. You're getting it pretty much for the price of a four-axis machine, and it is a Heller machine that we're talking about, and the name Heller is synonymous with quality. Yeah, and I mean, sometimes, and I mean, you'll, you'll have experience of this as well, Carl, in the marketplace, often perceived as a machine really for the automotive sector, wasn't it? But I mean, it's very different nowadays. You, you know, you hear and see of these machines going into, you know, general engineering, uh, aerospace, as you said, and across the board. Absolutely, full-on production machine perceived, and actually, from a marketing perspective, you know, or, or deemed uh, expensive, which is which is proven not to be the the, the case. Very affordable, but certainly quality build quality, performance, production, all those words spring to my mind. And, and look at this one, this is why we wanted to position ourselves here, because we've got a, a, um, a machine behind us, David. What, we what, have. what stage of okay. the, the build is this, and what is it? Okay, so this is one of our five-axis machines. This is an HF uh, 5500. Uh, you can see it's five-axis. Um, it's at station to completion awaiting station three so the next thing that would happen to this machine is the main guarding would be fitted which would cover up almost everything that you can see so this is a bit of a dare i say it, this is a bit of a close-off view of uh, a hella hf which a lot of people wouldn't get to see but how good is this for you uh, being here uh, as a manufacturer in the uk bringing customers here to see this because i mean a lot of the time that i see this and it's been some time because we do a lot of overseas travel, which we haven't been able to do for the last 18 months and, 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 and travel the factories around Europe and beyond. It almost feels like I'm back in, in Europe because I'm seeing this here when it actually is here in the UK, isn't it? And people must love to come and see their machine going through the build. It never ceases to amaze me, Paul, how many people don't realise that Heller have a facility like this in the UK, in the Midlands, in Redditch. Mm. This is where we build the volume of our four and five axis machines of this size for the whole world market more or less yeah it's good now we're going to talk a little bit more detail about the model shortly but before we do that i'm just going to touch on a couple of things that we have been up to and you'll be able to see on the mtd cnc channel uh, in the coming in the coming days and weeks um whilst i've been away i know that uh, colin has been previewing the citizen open house which is happening on the 12th to the 14th of october um, at their Solutions Centre in Bushy. Um, I know one of the big focuses there is the, uh, the five-year anniversary of LFV. One of the statements that I like that came out of some of the work that they've been doing is helping keep those doors shut. That must be something that you, you would want as well, isn't it? I mean, often we, we hear loads of slogans, but that's quite a good one. You want to keep that door shut, don't you? Because when that door that shut, door that shut. spindle's going. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. All the doors need to be shut. The machine needs to be moving around as fast as it can, producing components for customers, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and that's happening at, uh, at uh, as I say, in Bushy, the Citizen Open House, and you'll be able to see videos and previews to that in the coming uh, days. Also, what was quite interesting is Mark was actually um, filming this week at Pneumatic in Chard. I'm really looking forward to seeing this because this is a company that has been uh, producing cleaning products and machines for over 50 years. They're well known uh, for manufacturing the Henry vacuum cleaner for over 40 years. How many um, Henry machines or Henry Hoovers do you think uh, Henry, hang on, they manufacture over, 
Oh, wow, this is incredible. Okay, how many Henry Hoovers do you think they manufacture in a week? Worldwide? N yeah. 320,000. What, what, what do you think? It's got a three in it. You're not far off. Three million Hoovers. Yeah? A, a week? Well, no, well it's actually 30,000. So you were, you, you were okay, well, 90 over the top, you were a bit over the top. Yeah, yeah. But that's a, still a hell of a lot of hoovers. But I suppose that's when you look at... a hell of a lot at, of dust to be sucked up, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, when, when you look at, um, I suppose, the amount, of t the amount of need for it, uh, then you can understand the numbers. Um, they were actually uh, there, or Mark was there, looking at Hexagon's production software that they've been using, uh, CAD CAM on there, to help maintain their presses for plastic moulds to keep produ the production line flowing. So if you want to see... Uh, a Henry Hoover being, uh, or a Henry vacuum being made, that will be a video um, to watch. I also know um, that Colin this week has been at MJ Allen. These will be good videos. Always uh, uh, great to see the guys down at MJ Allen machining and castings. They have just recently invested in a Makino A100. Huge machine with a footprint of 10 metres by 5 metres um, for their on-site foundry. It's a 30-ton machine that actually moves at 50 metres a minute with 0.4G acceleration. Now, if you've ever... I don't know whether you, have you heard of MJ Allen? Good customer of Heller MJ Good, Allen. Oh, great. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. What, yeah. what machines have you got down there? We don't have some of our current range, but we've got some of our previous range, some of our MCH machines and MCP machines. And we've also produced quite a lot of fixtures for MJ Allen. Um, in fact, I think we produced one very recently for MJ Allen, as in a couple of months ago. Uh, I was going to say, I would have thought that your machines would have been perfectly suited to yes, what they yes. do as well. Yeah, yeah. Looking at some of the sizes of the castings, uh, I mean, they've got their own foundry down there as well, haven't they? Where I they, believe so, yeah. I've yeah. not visited the place myself. Real tremendous place. So there'll be some good uh, videos coming out of there as well. Now, let's talk about a little bit about your machines then, Dave. Let's talk about the uh, HF in a little bit more detail. This is a, a five-axis machine that was introduced not so long ago. What, two, three years ago? Or would it be a little bit more than that. It's about four years ago now. Okay. Now, this was taking you into this five-axis market where we've been talking today about how... Um, how you're beginning to get presence in uh, general engineering um, because they're very affordable. But not only very affordable, they've got that, 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 that heritage and that hallmark of being quality and reliable machines, haven't they? Absolutely. How much of a good step was it? And tell us a little bit about the model. Okay, so it's not, it's not actually the first five-axis machine Heller has produced. We, we produced another model previous to this, something called the F-Series, uh, where the fifth axis was in the spindle head as opposed to in the workpiece. Uh, having done quite a bit of analysis, uh, the conclusion was that the best performing five axis machines these days are when you actually have the workpiece moving. So if you can see on, the, on the, the machine behind us, that's actually what we've got now. From a reliability point of view, there's an awful lot of development that has taken place to make the machines as reliable as possible. We also have a lot of commonality in component parts between our four axis and five axis machines. So in doing that, some of the some of the cost can be taken out where you've got the same type of ball screws, the same type of slideway rails and carriages and those kind of things. Um, and from a from a cost perspective, as I said before, we've really honed in on trying to produce an affordable Heller five axis machine for almost the price of a four axis machine. And are you having success with it? I know I said you are, and I mean, we, we often yes, we we like are. to promote. Yeah. We cannot build enough at the moment. Um, if you wanted to place an order for one of these machines today, you would be very lucky if you could get it delivered to you the end of February, early March next year. 
Wow, okay, that's good. That just shows the, the demand for it. I'll pick you up on one of your points. You talk about moving the part rather than moving the head then. So what's the reason that you're, you've gone down this road in believing that that's the better mechanical method for five axis? I have to say I'm not, an, I'm not an expert in five axis machining and I'm sure there'll be people out there who want to correct me um, but I understand that it's more reliable and, and you are able to physically machine heavier parts if your fifth axis is in the workpiece mm. and the design of our fifth axis, our AB axis as we call it, you can take the weight of a normal fixture that you would put in a, in a Hello 4 axis machine on the five axis and you have to look at this here i came around earlier with sati to look at the machine in detail yeah i'm hoping to be able to get some shots in this too but i do like looking at a machine and he said to me that on the hf because you've got the five axis you've actually got three linear rails with two carriages on each and i was as opposed to two linear rails on the on the on the just off the h series and then when you see that here you understand why there's a there's a reason for that paul when we when we built our first HF machines. The third rail actually carries a support bearing for the AB axis itself, for the table itself. And we offered that as an option. What we found out very quickly was that if you don't have that support, then it really restricts the amount of weight that you can put on the table, which of course then restricts the amount of weight of uh, machining components that you can produce. And there are a number of five-axis machine tool manufacturers in the world, some who have a similar concept to this, but they don't have and they don't offer that support bearing which guarantees the accuracy and enables you to take the weight of the part and the fixture. Okay, now coming up, we are going to talk to David about the testing processes that happen on the machine and um, we've seen today a test cut being done and what they can achieve in tolerances and the, and the metrology side. Before we do that, Carl, um, we're going to be talking today about your, the magazine as well that's coming out. The MTD magazine is going to, about to hit desks shortly. We mentioned about the automotive here at Heller, and we know they do a lot more than that. But that's the theme, isn't it, for those that are, are, are listening or watching? They're, you know, they're, they're waiting eagerly to get the September issue out. What's it about? What's in it? Tell so, us. As you say, the automotive theme throughout in this September issue. Literally went to the printers Wednesday afternoon. So not yet printed, but... Uh, Soon beyond desks. Um, fantastic issue, easy for me to say, very proud of, a, of a, another strong issue, but 100 pages. Um, we've brought machining to the front of this one, so really gone to town on machining, machine tools. That's our technology focus. And yeah, we, we, we've got that automotive theme throughout. Uh, plenty of links through to stories that we've created while we're out and about as well. The, the beauty of this paper product, you know, and, and, and I won't get on my soapbox, but in comparison, we push the boundaries on readership. That dovetailing of the printed product using the QR code, taking the reader to the relevant MTD video, I mean, it's unique. It's unique in its, in, in its own right. And then we take the magazine itself in its entirety and share that with the MTD massive digital audience. And then lo and behold, listen to it as well. All these unique benefits with, with, with the printed product. But, yeah, it, 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 it's... Um, and there's a bit of a feature about emo as well, isn't there? Because that's just around the corner. I'm going to talk about some events coming up. Yeah, for sure. So not machining to the front, cutting tools, measurements. Yes, we're previewing emo for sure. Um, got some real good, real good stories in this one. Recent particular, our editor, a good sort of uh, Q&A with... with David Waghorn down at Herco, and, and then recessly let loose on a machine. He's let loose on the, 
the BX60i. Really? And and to, to show the toolmaker's machine, that wasn't it, a mold die. Yeah. To, to show the the machining centre, to show the ease of of, of, of programming using the. Um, I'm the, reading this uh, now. The, yeah, the um, oh, you've you've thrown the me Winmax. on it. Winmax, Winmax, yeah, Winmax Five, yeah, yeah, yeah. Max White, yeah. And, and he does it. He let he's let loose on it, and he he, he just Can you do it, it in Welsh? <laughs> um, do you do you look at the magazine, David, or do you listen to it? What's your, what's your preferred? I prefer to read it. Do you? All, all the journals I get, I prefer to read. Do, and, and, do, and genuinely, do you yeah. still read journal? And what's your mix yeah, of digital to, to magazines? More magazines. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm I'm kind of a bit of the old school. At the age of fifty-seven, I, it's not that I'm I'm, I'm averse to, to digital technology. On the contrary. We have a lot of digital technology in our in our machines that we produce today, but I just like to pick something up and read it, and put it down and pick it up and read it. It's 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 good to be able to do both, isn't yeah, it? I, it I is think, absolutely. I, I think, yes. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm of a younger generation to to, to you two. I, really? I like to think <laughs> just about. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I do still I do still read magazines, but at the same time, I do like to listen while I'm either running or, or walking to podcasts like, like this as well. So And the, it's a mixed audience. I mean, you know, as Dave's alluding to, yet yeah, there's some of us that still like to read. The beauty of that is that, you know, you've kicked back, you've come away from the screen, you're not particularly searching, but quite often in a proper technical production engineer magazine that's relevant to the job and industry that you're in, there's often stuff in there that you didn't know you needed to know. God, I didn't know you cut it that way. I didn't know you could use it that way. I didn't know you could measure it that way. And that's, that's, the, that's the difference to some degree. You're not searching. You're kicking back. You're just reading at your leisure. And, quite, and you would hope, certainly with our magazine, there's something in there that you, you didn't know you needed to know. Yeah, well, it, there is a lot of different uh, editorials and stories in there. Definitely well worth a read. Um, another uh, interesting thing that you'll see on MTD coming soon is from Gio. He's done some technical corners with GOM. Um, one of them is about virtual clamping. Now, I'm going to ask you in a minute, David, about the, the inspection process and the testing process and some of the, the measurement things that you have on the, on the machines here. But um, this virtual clamping from GOM, I'm looking forward to seeing the technical corner. But basically, it's like, um, how could the best to describe it is I've actually written it down here. Um, you have like a sheet metal pressing, uh, let's say like a car door, and you, you, you want to, in a... In a what you would have previously done is you've had to put lots of clamps around it before you could go around and measure it. And when you do that, you're obviously affecting the, 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 the profiles, the structure. the structure of the part, which means you might get readings that are obviously in, inaccurate and incorrect. Yep. This now is like a table with almost like these um, little robotic arms with, with, with sort of cushions on the top, and you just lay the, the, the part on top of it and then the communication between these robotic arms and the scanner means that it's in a free state and it's measured and it gives you the, the absolute perfect um, result to what you'd expect from a metrology perspective. But what's also good about that, it's not only the free state, it's the fact you haven't got to sit there and clamp this thing. You know, every sure. time you bring one in to inspect it, you've got to stick it down, you've got to clamp it, get it in position. So the speed is, uh, is an advantage there as well. So some good technical corners to come out you'll be able to see on that and other products from GOM there's also the Atos scan box uh, which is like almost like a five axis machine where you load uh, you inspect parts by loading them from like a Euroa system into the machine take them out so you can leave it running we talk about unmanned running on your machines but there's unmanned running inspection as well now where you could go home overnight put parts in a Euroa system and you come in in the morning and um, you know whether they're, they're scrap or not which you obviously hope they're not the latter um, when it comes to the inspection of your machines before they go out from here then, David, 
We've seen today a test cut happening. We've been in the uh, in, in inspection room. What can customers expect to see um, certification-wise from what, what they buy? Okay, so every machine that we build, we adjust the geometrical accuracy to within our given tolerances. Everything we do is protocoled. So the person that does that geometrical alignment work has to sign to say that the machine is within the tolerance it is. We then have a separate inspection team of guys who come and do their checks on the machine to ensure that the geometry is within the tolerances that it should be. And we also utilize technology like um, we do a, a process on our five axis machines called AutoCal. What that does is it's a probe that is fitted into the spindle of the machine that is probing a point on a pallet in all sorts of different orientations and positions, checking the accuracy and the repeatability of the machine. In addition to that, we calibrate the repeatability of all the axes with a laser. Um, so at any given point in time, you can walk into this factory and see some basic assembly work being done, but you can also see some very, very accurate, state-of-the-art electronic measuring equipment being used to ensure the accuracy of the product. As good as any in the world, do you think? Absolutely as good as any in the world. I don't believe you will find a machine tool manufacturer that produces machines any more accurate than Heller do. If we talk about jig boring machines, that's a slightly different kettle of fish. That's a slightly different level of accuracy. But a lot of the machines that we produce, are we're talking about accuracy to within five microns of repeatability. We also have temperature uh, compensation systems that can be built into the machines for people who are producing very, very accurate components, uh, which maintain the temperature of the working area, uh, cool the coolant to maintain the temperature of that. Um, so yeah, the, the accuracy of the machines are amongst the best in the world, in my opinion. That's really good to hear, and it's, it's, it's good to see that, isn't it, when you walk around here, Carl, seeing the machines going through. In fact, talking to some of your uh, your engineers that have equally bit, well, not quite as long as you, 34 years, but I think Sati had been here 25. Sati has just celebrated 25 years. Yeah, I saw that watch. Was that, was that the watch on his wrist? No, we didn't give him a watch. Yeah. We gave him something else that he was very pleased with. I personally gave him a very nice bottle of whiskey, right. uh, <laughs> which I don't do for everybody, but uh, Sati is a very, very valued employee and his level of knowledge is, is second to none here. He's the guy that can resolve the problems that other people can't. Okay, now, but when, when I come back to you, Dave, shortly, before I just go through some of the other things we've done this week, I'm going to talk to you about the um, the differences Some that people are talking about these days about replacing verticals, maybe with horizontal machines. Um, we'll, we'll come on to that very shortly. Before I do, I just need to uh, cover off the week in review on MTD CNC. If you've been onto the MTD CNC website or you're planning to go on over the weekend, um, the top five videos that have uh, featured this week. At number five is a, uh, a video that's recorded, um, as you would expect, thousands of views from Colchester Machine Tools on their VMCs, their vertical machining centers, which they now supply at ProDrive. Uh, at number four, uh, a video that Geo um, produced on a Shibora Chu 200 machine from Leader CNC at uh, A&M Hydraulics. When we talk about heavy engineering, this is a, a certainly a video to watch. Um, AM Hydraulics do a lot of uh, a lot of huge manufacturing within the automotive and mold and die industry, 
and that machine um, is, is performing in action. I think it's like a magnetic part that's on the table it's doing. Uh, number three is a journey from Haas at Superstar Components, um, where we've uh, spoke with James Leet about the various machines they've bought and the journey that the company has been through. Uh, number two is an interesting video from Joe uh, about ZCCT cutting tools. I've just signed an agreement with Renovo Solutions. If you want to know where you get your, your ZCCT cutting tools remanufactured, then that's a video to watch. And at number one, um, you talk about uh, Dave Waghorn, um, Carl. I did a video, I don't know whether you saw it, I went to the south coast uh, to look at uh, to Pico. Do you know who Pico are? No, I'm afraid I don't know. Yeah, okay, so Pico make uh, model railways. Okay. They make all of these, uh, they make all the, well, yeah, the trains, the tracks. It's a bit like, ah, oh, the, the so name. sort of modern day Hornby, is that exactly, what you're talking about? Yeah. Exactly, yeah, okay. that, that's one of their, their, comp their competitors or yeah, main yeah, competitors. Yeah. They are shipping and selling tens of thousands of these um, tracks and trains around the world. They uh, purchased a Roders high-speed machining centre from Herco. Now, this machine is about tight tolerance machining, uh, high-speed machining, surface finishes, and they're machining all the all the all the mold tools to press uh, the parts. And that, and then you're thinking to yourself, why on earth do you need uh, a tight tolerance mold tool when you're just making a bit of a track for a model railway? It seems crazy, doesn't it? But they do it because it's you know um, they really like to promote the fact that their product is as good as anybody's. Um, incredible to, to hear from the guys there at Pico about the Roder's machine and how um, reliable, fast and what a great surface finish it produces. Um, David, this week we're going out to plenty of machine tool, uh, plenty of engineering companies uh, where we're going to be talking about sliding head technology, um, five axis machines, which we've mentioned here as well before, and also talking to companies that use vertical machining centres. And one of the things we talk about a lot, and I'd be, I'd be interested to get your opinion on it, is whether a horizontal machining centre can do the same as several VMCs, and if so, why? And what considerations do you have to take into account when doing that? So you're a horizontal manufacturer, horizontal machine manufacturer. Um, can they do that, David? Is there an argument to say that it doesn't just have to be long runs? Definitely there is. The horizontal machining centre for us is the answer. You can take a standard horizontal machining centre you can add to it a pallet storage system on the front. You can add to it an additional tool magazine. You can add to it a, flex, a full flexible manufacturing system. So you could have three or four of these machines all in a line linked up to an FMS system. And you could have 50, 60 different types of fixtures with hundreds and hundreds of different types and material types of components in. Uh, get all the tools loaded up and at the end of your shift, if it's a, a late shift in the day, just press the start button, go away, and you come back in the following morning and everything's all done. Everything's all machined. But how, do you have to be exceptionally clever to make these things work properly? Or is all that hard work taken out of the process by the technology that you're supplying? No, it's because, it's because the technology is so advanced and the controls have been made so user-friendly nowadays. It's, it's fairly straightforward stuff. Okay, you can't be somebody that's just walked in off the street uh, and, and, and given the responsibility to operate a machine like this. But everything is so much more user-friendly these days. The controls that we've got have amazing HMI systems that makes it so easy to understand. Um, yeah, you, you just but, but program the machine it, I mean, and go. You must think, though, Carl, when, when I look at this on man running, people talk about it, and we, we always go, go on about it, but I think to must try and put myself in the place of an engineer, what would I be worried about? Well, I'd be worried about coming in in the morning to... Um, 
parts made incorrectly. Okay. What what what's my solution to that? How do you get rid of that out of my head? So the the part is only ever going to be as good as the person that's written the program. So we'll, we'll, we'll make the assumption that the program is already written correctly. What you need from your machine tool is systems like emergency strategy systems that we have built into our machines, which guarantee that if a tool breaks, partly through the machining process, that first of all, that broken tool will be detected by our tool fracture sensing system and that the component that has been machined will be identified as a potential uh, scrap component because maybe half the drill is still stuck inside it. And the emergency strategy will then take those fixtures and take those tools out of the system. Now, if you've then got a larger manufacturing FMS, for example, automatically the pallet is changed out of the machine, the next pallet goes into the machine, that pallet's stored over in the system, identified as one with a problem and on the machine will run. With regard to your tooling, if you've got something called sister tooling strategy, if you've broken a drill or a cutter, and so long as the, the operator has loaded a replacement into the system using the sister tooling strategy, then that tool will be defined as, uh, as broken and the next tool will automatically take over. So these things are put into place to guarantee that the machine will continue to run. And so long as you've got a reliable product, we believe we've got a reliable product, um, then yes, the, there's no reason why the operator can't come in the following morning and find all of his parts are machined correctly. So we don't have to worry? No worry. You don't no have to worries. Worry. Lights Go out. play golf. Lights out. What did they say about you employ a man, one man and a dog, you employ the man to feed the dog and the dog to keep the man away from the machine? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that might make a good feature in the magazine, actually, Carl. <laughs> I'm thinking about writing it myself. <laughs> it gets some good, good, good pictures on that. Um, I'll tell you what, David, it's been fantastic to have you on this, uh, on this podcast My today. Um, I've just got, before we wrap up, uh, to talk about a few things that's happening in the coming uh, days and weeks. Next week, um, you'll see the team at uh, DMG Mori, where we're doing some stock machine reviews. We're also... Um, talking uh, with Grob next week. We're doing some stock machine re uh, reviews with Grob. Uh, we're also going to be talking um, at ETG or visiting ETG where we're going to be looking at an NTRX 300 live event which is becoming so uh, coming soon. We're at Wilco Manufacturing, we're at MacFab, we're at JKN Tools. Um, Carl, where are you next week um, on the horse? I'm at the printers, oh, yeah, the printers um, yeah. and, and eagerly awaiting Wednesday next week. 100 page bumper September issue will be, will be mailed out. So all depending on Royal Mail, we should see that Friday at the earliest. And I'm looking forward to seeing, physically seeing the magazine. Okay, and if you want to get a copy of that and you don't already, you can uh, register your uh, details on the MTDCNC website. It's mtdcnc.com slash magazine, I believe. Uh, events that are up and coming. We've got Emo just around the corner. We've got a Herco Open House, which is in October. We've got the Fanuc event, which we're going to be attending uh, and live streaming from in November. That's November the 1st to the 5th. All about automation. Uh, is going to be discussed there. We've got the Citizen Open House, as mentioned, as well in October. Um, and we're also at Subcon, uh, which I think is the 14th, 15th, and 16th of um, September. Uh, are you going to Subcon? Will you be going to Subcon? You'll be too busy. I here, personally right? won't be. No, my job is to make sure that these yeah. machines go out the door. Yeah, well, your on name time. is above the door, isn't my it? My name is above, above the door. The, door. Yeah. the quality of these machines is fairly and squarely on my shoulders. Yeah. So uh, you won't be at Subcon then, but I we won't. will. And we'll be streaming live from the Hoffman stand, where they've got a terrific. Um, offering to engineers which is a new incentive uh, to companies to guarantee them performance from 
uh, or to guarantee them savings on their investment in not only tooling but in everything that surrounds uh, their business and their machine shop. Um, that's it for today, guys. Um, David, thank you very much for hosting us here today. My pleasure. There is going to also be plenty of videos coming to the MTD CNC website that we've filmed here where we've looked in detail at uh, some of the technologies that they offer. There's also a good corporate video that's coming out from here and we'll be back here again in the coming weeks. If you want uh, the MTD CNC team to visit your place to, uh, to shoot our On The Road podcast, then just contact us at inquiries at mtdcnc.com. And don't forget, as Carl said, uh, look forward to seeing the magazine next week. And for any of the video videos I've mentioned, you can see them on the website. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks for listening to the MTD podcast. If you found value in this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. Find more episodes on mtdcnc.com.